0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording.
1: Tolu? over to you. Thank you so much Martina for having me. Hi everyone, my name is Tolu. I currently work in tech in the diversity and inclusion space and I've been in this space for coming up 11 years full time. Some words to describe me, I would say, fun-loving, personable, incredibly witty, and I'm really looking forward to today's podcast. Tolu, (laughs) I'm so excited that you're here. You didn't mention the company you're at though. Oh yes, I work for Amazon Web Services, AWS, yes. (laughs)
0: This intro was brilliant, but once we get those out of the way, I go straight into these questions. I'm not playing around. I don't want to talk about work. So 520 questions that I like to call the buzz wheel. The wheel is proverbial. The question topic is determined by the number between 1 and 20 and the format by the letter between A and Z. Tolu, welcome, welcome. I can't wait to have this chat. I've been stalking Tolu on LinkedIn for a while. I've seen her pop up in the diversity space and amplify a fantastic cause. Of course, as a Black woman, I'm super passionate in this space as well. Now, Let's not get too lovey-dovey because who knows what I'm going to ask you. Tolu, a letter (laughs) and a number combination, please. T and seven. T for Tolu and seven. Yes. Seven is the topic of aspirations. And the question is, which dream from your childhood have you reached or excelled? Wow. Okay. Mm, We're starting strong, uh, I see. I
1: mean, I have to go way back into memory lane. And growing up, single mother, black working class, Sometimes I kind of felt like you you didn't always get the opportunity to dream because sometimes you were just Mm. focusing on survival. I remember one of my dreams was about moving out and owning my own home. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of my friends buying houses a lot earlier on.
0: And Mm. I kind of felt like, will I ever, will I ever, will I ever. And actually, I'm I'm really grateful that I have been able to buy a house. Firstly, massive congratulations. Homeownership is a huge achievement. The cost of living, the macro economy, this, that and the third. On that route to trying to achieve that, were you ever tempted to change directions, park it, not do it just based on prioritizing other life goals? Some people want to travel, some people want to change jobs, study again. Like, did you keep on a straight and narrow path or were there forks in the road towards home ownership?
1: I would say there probably were forks in the road. And as part of my journey, I had to also be like
0: super laser focused.
1: I left the job purely on the basis of they wouldn't give me a pay rise and I needed to have a bigger multiplier. And I made Mm -hmm. it very clear. I need to have a bigger multiplier or else I won't be able to buy a home. And they were like, Well, you can't have it. Then I said, I ain't going to be here. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make certain kind of sacrifices. I remember like some of my friends were driving big cars. I had a little mm. runaround Renault Clio 2007 play. I was still whipping that bad boy in 2019. That <laughs> was playing loud, I'm sure. Still loud. The- <laughs> I would pull up and I'm like, You're really shouting in this car park in front of all of these Range Rovers. I'm
0: going to say, You're really shouting. And that's a big thing in this day and age. You have the whole Instagram focus, the highlights or they call it. Everybody seems to be excelling. Every friend, every Mm. family member. And you don't know what's quite real. They put out a version of their story, which is fine. We all do it. How did you shut that stuff out? Did it sometimes get loud? Did you sometimes feel disheartened? Absolutely. And there was a point in time Mm.
1: actually I was off Instagram for like four months. I realised I was taking a lot of what I was seeing to heart and I was allowing it to make me feel less than. Mm. And so rather than put myself in an environment where I felt less than, I just removed myself from the environment. Even little things like all the socialising. I can't afford to socialise that like you guys are socialising right now. Like, I'm not in that
0: season. On that high note, another letter and number combo, please. Let's go for X, because X going to give it to him, And let's go for... <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> and let's go for four. The topic for number four is drink. And the question is, will you toast to anything tonight? One of the things I'm trying to do more of this year is really just stay in a place of gratitude. I'm
1: very ambitious I'm quite a high performer and so I feel like sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm used to only celebrating the big wins there are little wins that contribute to the big wins I'm trying to be a lot more intentional about celebrating the small things as well as the big Mm -hmm. things so I absolutely will find something to raise a glass to we're on a high I don't know if we can match that last one I would love another letter and number please let's go for U as in U S H E R R (laughs) I'm the kind of person that whenever people say certain things I would link it back to a song so you,
0: and let's go for number one. Okay, so one is the topic of family. Under you, the question here is, who do you argue most with in your personal life? My brother. Oh my gosh. <laughs> do you only have the one sibling? No, there's four of us. We're quadruplets. No, no, no. Let's, let's take a step back here. So <laughs> how many siblings do you have? So there's two boys, two girls. One of the two brothers you argue with the most. It's a given. Like My it's other brother would be
1: like, you two better be on your best behavior at the family get up. I'm like, it's not me, it's him. Yes, but it
0: is it him? Again. Is it him? We, no. if, if we're honest with ourselves and we take responsibility. No, and, uh, we- it's
1: absolutely him. And I think <laughs> me and him, were quite similar in some ways. That's, and okay. I think that's probably the rub. Because actually my sister and I, we probably used to argue more all the time, but we learned to accommodate and adapt to each other mm. and to accommodate to our differences as well as our similarities. And I think me and my other brother probably haven't done that as well as I have with my other siblings. What sparks it off? Like if there's an argument, what causes it? I think we see life differently. You know, when you want someone to see your perspective and I don't particularly care enough. I'm just like, okay, well, I'm sharing my perspective. If you take it, you take it. You don't, you don't. But I'm not wedded to making you come round to my way of thinking. I'm not.
0: Quadruplets are extremely rare. They occur in only one in 700,000 births. And the chance of having you is estimated at one in 15 million. How does that make you feel? I always say to people, I don't know any different. So it's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't feel special Amazing, in that, in that special, Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's all I know. I mean, that's why she's smashing it in tech because she's one in 50 million. I don't even know how we got to that, but Tolu, can I have another letter and number combo, please? Okay, let's have H2. Two. two is the topic of travel, which of course we've had before. H is the format of the quickfire round. You have to say the first word that comes into your head. Don't overthink it. First word that comes in. Are you ready? Yeah. Concord planes helicopter proposals scooter vietnam moped cambodia okay so all of those were interesting but the last two in particular were travel related so talk to me about cambodia when i was in cambodia and vietnam like i fell in love with bicycles but
1: especially like mopeds and scooters because oh. everybody there had them and i almost got one i was like mom i'm gonna get a moped out here she's like don't you dare I was like, oh, man. <laughs> why southeast asia what yeah. took you there I traveled a lot in my twenties and I was very fearless actually. Like I would just go places and I've got a real heart for people who are oftentimes like what I would say marginalized. On that trip, I was in Thailand, then I went to Cambodia, then I went to Vietnam, then I went to Bali and I spent a lot of my time out there like volunteering and I'll never forget being in Bangkok. And I was with this awesome charity that helps to rehabilitate people who are like misusing substances and have addictions. It was definitely
0: one of my favorite experiences. You're inspiring on so many levels. It's only now I'm starting to dip my toes into solo travel. I feel like safety measures have always played heavily on my mind. And the language barrier as well. Like you hope people speak English, but I'm not, you know, a polyglot. I don't speak a thousand languages. And so has that changed at all, that fearlessness? Or do you keep that still and you would now go to the middle of nowhere and have a look around? I think it's changed. And actually it's funny because I traveled
1: to about 50 countries in my 20s. Back then travel was a lot cheaper as well. Mm -hmm. What would prevent you now, aside from costs and stuff, just the way life is or? I've got a bigger understanding of the risks that come with solo travel. I also think for me, my appetite to travel solo is also reduced. I think Mm -hmm. all these great experiences, but you don't experience them with anyone.
0: Yeah. This has been great. These have all been amazing. Let's see if Tolu can keep the run going. Regretfully, I'm having to ask you the final letter and number combo, please. I'm going to go for E5. The topic of art. Under E, the question is, do you have a favourite piece of art or artist you can share? I don't have a specific
1: artist and I don't even have a specific favourite piece of art. But what I do have in my home are Mm. pieces of art that I've collected as I've travelled and little bits and bobs that I've picked up along the way. And so for me, it was so full circle because, like I said, I've been travelling since what 2012. Back then, I would buy things and I would say, when I finally have my own home, I will put them there. And so you go to my kitchen, I've got salt and pepper shakers from Cyprus. You come yeah. upstairs, I've got table settings from Thailand and all mm-hmm. over my house, there are little bits that in little theory, trinket. they don't fit per se, like the scheme of the thingy. But then people say, oh, what's this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's from Australia. And then there's a story behind it. It's less a piece of art, but pieces Waterfall that pieces. remind me of experiences. And i would yeah. always call that art.
0: Oh, that of course that's art. In a way, it's more sentimental that it's unknown yeah. artists because it's like your story that you've gathered together. Very impressed by your travel game. Lou, This has been exhilarating this chat. Like this is giving me (laughs) so much energy for a Friday afternoon. So thank you. Thank you. We are approaching, we have approached the juncture in the podcast that I call sage advice. When you were getting into the career path that you're in, we talked before we started recording about the changing careers and direction. What are some advice that you received along that that helped drive you? I think the biggest piece of advice that I had and that came from one of my mentors quite early on was around going where
1: your passions are because eventually she said your passions will make the way. For me as a 20 something year old that didn't make sense at the time because I was like, well, no, you go where the money is and then you learn to like where the money is. I saw a generation before me where people were in jobs that they weren't passionate about but that was paying the bills. So for me, I hadn't really associated work with passion or work with any kinds of pleasure. For me, it was a transaction. So when I was leaving Accenture, I left because I was more passionate about the work I was doing on the side than the work I was being paid to do. And obviously here I am and I'm grateful that I'm able to tell a good story that obviously my career choice did work out. Take a risk on yourself. Here I am, won seven awards, finalist and four
0: awards. A shout out, yeah. You're You sound like from even before your 20s, but let's talk about your 20s with the travel, that you've always had this fearlessness, which is amazing. But there will be people listening, Tolu, that have a bigger fear factor We have a different macro economy to 10 years ago, right? So somebody taking a risk now, it means something different. What would you say to those people that want to, let's just say if it was, I don't know, an influencer and you're not making money at the beginning and you're in a career path that's already providing a salary or whatever, is the advice the same? Is it do it on the side? Is it hustle? What might you say to somebody who isn't quite sure about changing? Ultimately, you replace your
1: main job with your side job once your side job becomes big enough we live in a world where people will only gravitate towards something that they themselves can see the results in. Mm -hmm. But I also speak as a black woman, knowing that we don't have the same safety nets as other people do when they take risks. We don't have people that are going to pay our bills if we can't afford it this month. You know, we don't have the same kind of economic or even societal safety nets that if we don't make it, someone else is going to fill in the gaps. Oftentimes we've got people relying on us to make it. Can we talk about it? Give yourself some room and some space to build up your own confidence, see results, Mm -hmm. and where possible, I would then say transition whilst you're also doing. Everything eventually makes sense in hindsight. And so trust yourself, bet on yourself, and take a risk on yourself. And also seek advice. There's definitely
0: safety in a multitude of counsellors. Hardly anything is new. Like Picasso says, I think it was him, but the best artists still. Do the same things that have been done, but put your own structure on it, right? You don't need to reinvent the wheel. There's a lot of room for a lot of success for everybody. So I love that. Tolu, you're an inspiring, amazing human being. I hope you know that. I'm so happy that you shared your light with myself and the listeners of this podcast. So thank you again for joining me. I'm going into the weekend energized off the back of this chat. (laughs) It's been great. My pleasure. And thank you so much for having me. I I love being
1: able to just share little snippets that I've learned along the way to hopefully help at least one person. We're going to book Tolu
0: in again in the future to just get more (laughs) of this and to keep it going. But (laughs) Thanks again for joining me. And I cannot wait, cannot wait to share this episode with everybody. Cheers, Holly.
1: Thank you.